Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. And welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in tonight until 10 o'clock. Thanks so much for staying up with us this evening. We're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We've got one interview coming up in the next segment. But otherwise, as you know, when I'm in here for At Your Service, phone lines are always open, truly on any topic. Um, If you want to stick to the topic that we're talking about, obviously that's preferred. But, uh, you know, it's like uh, the, the phrase AMA now on the on the Internet. Uh, ask me anything. I don't care. Uh, I'm game for just about anything. So uh, that's the way it is here on At Your Service on KMOX, at least at least when I'm in the studio. Hey, today is National Electronic Greeting Day. I, I don't even know what that means. I was reading that today and I thought, I, is that you're supposed to text somebody that you that you like? You send them an Evite or an e-card. I don't even know what that means. There's so many of these crazy days. Uh, but I would ask, though, if you want to celebrate Electronic Greeting Day, send me a text throughout the show. I always text back as as much as I possibly can during the show, 314-436-7900. Uh, this is the first time I've been in here on Camo X since Thanksgiving. Matt Pajeski, uh, how'd your Thanksgiving go? It was fantastic. The amount of food was Disgusting, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Put me in a food coma for a few hours, watch some good football. That's good. Can't beat it. Boy, it was, there was a lot of good football on yeah. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. It's usually, uh, it's like the Thanksgiving tradition to watch the uh, watch the Lions lose. Mm-hmm. So enjoy that as always. My uncle was from, from Michigan, and he's always he's always holding out for him, but it was not the year for them once nope, again. Nope. And we're all uh, happy about that. At least, yeah. at least a, a lot of us are. Uh, I was looking at some Babylon Bee headlines today, and um, before I get to these, I just want to mention, I don't think I've told this story before, but when I was in college down in Carbondale, I I started working for the college radio station, and I did it for about a month, and then uh, I got bored, I, I quit. But the point being is, for that month, 
Here's what I did, and I thought it was hilarious, but uh, there's a lot of things that I think are funny and a lot of people don't. So I understand that. But what I would do is is I would go out and get this paper. Matt, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. I don't even know if it's still in publication, but it was called the Weekly World News. Have you ever heard of that? No. It was one of those those rag newspaper magazines that you would see at the checkout at the grocery store. And they always had outrageous, outrageous stories. There's nothing in there that's true. And the only reference that you might know about is in uh, at the be at the end of actually it's at the beginning and the end of the first Men in Black movie. Okay. Tommy Tommy Lee Jones says that he would always buy these magazines at the grocery store because because they had tips on how to find aliens. <laughs> and and of course in the context of the MIB, it turned out that a lot of them were true because a lot of the Weekly World News magazines, the covers and the stories always dealt with aliens. Gotcha. So the the three headlines that I remember most, and these are all actual headlines from the Weekly World News. Woman claims to be Bigfoot's love slave was one. Uh, President Kennedy inspected UFO crash in 1947. Actual headline. And my favorite of all time, Hillary Clinton gives birth to alien baby. Mm. And they had a picture of of Hillary holding this alien-looking baby, right? Yeah. Nothing in here is true, but they were funny. Yeah. Um, and so what I would do is, is I would get one of these, and I would go to the college radio station, and for the lunch hour break, we would be playing through all the dormitories in the on um, SIU Carbondale. I would read these stories, but I would read them straight. I wouldn't mock them. I would do it just like master newsman Sean Michael Lyle. And I would go in and I would, or uh, uh, what I would do is, is I would go in and say, today in the news, Hillary Clinton gave birth to an alien baby. Doctor reports say both Hillary and the alien are doing fine, and they're bringing in food for the alien baby from the planet Xanadar. And I, w- I would just read it straight. And I thought it was funny. N- nobody no. else thought it was funny. So I, so I, I can't. I understand that. That's okay. That's not a problem. Uh, but but these were my uh, five favorite headlines today from Babylon B. Uh, first of all, Tim Cook says he's ready to pull uh, Twitter from the App Store once President Xi Jinping in China gives him the order to do so. Now, I think that's funny. Uh, in World Cup soccer, video highlights of today's USA victory over Iran last a mere four seconds. Yep. Okay. Now again, I love I love I love it that our soccer team is doing well. But the highlight reel for a soccer game is like 30 seconds long. Yeah. Isn't it? It was, I mean, one goal today. The one goal. Be- the game before that, I think, was a 0-0 zero, zero tie. 0-0. Zero, zero. Techn- Nil-nil. Yeah. you got to use the right terminology. Technically, there's no highlights, right, but in a 0-0 that- zero, zero game. I mean, <laughs> they show a couple of kicks. They show yeah. some blocks. I mean, you can watch the highlight reel in like 30 seconds exactly. and still not see a score. Right. So I, I think that one's is rather good. And also, this one, to me, since we mentioned uh, Thanksgiving, really hit home to me. And this was the headline, man hits fitness goal of only gaining nine pounds over Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, that was my fitness goal. That sounds about right. Only yeah. gain nine pounds. Yeah. And uh, so while those weekly world news were uh, mostly not true, uh, we're not really sure if Hillary gave birth to an alien baby or not, but the rest of them were obviously false. Uh, I, it seems like the Babylon Bee, uh, more often than not, uh, can actually be rather accurate. Uh, Hey, coming up after this break, 
we're going to talk to Dr. Stephen Allen. He's the vice chairman of the Conservative Caucus. He's also a senior fellow at the Capitol Research Center. He's a prolific writer, uh, and I had a chance today just to schedule an interview with him, so I took it uh, because I've always wanted to talk to him, and tonight we get the chance. So stick around after this break. Dr. Stephen Allen here on The Voice of St. Louis, Camo X. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Welcome back to At Your Service here on Camel X. Brad Young in with you this evening. Uh, Dr. Stephen Allen, he's a guy that I've admired for a long time. He's the vice chairman of the Conservative Caucus and a senior fellow at the Capitol Research Center. And he wrote an excellent piece for the Daily Caller recently on on why populism follows the path. It was charted really by Ronald Reagan. So I wanted to talk to him about that. Dr. Stephen Allen, he's also written for The New York Times, The Wall Street Journal, Newsday, the Washington Times, many more. And now he's here on KMOX. Dr. Stephen Allen, welcome to KMOX St. Louis. Great to be with you. Hey, you wrote a piece recently about J.D. Vance, who is now the senator-elect from Ohio, and you made the comparison, to some extent, comparing him to Ronald Reagan. What similarities do you see between J.D. Vance and Ronald Reagan? Well, you know, in 1976, uh, I'm actually old enough, I was working in the as a, a young aide in the uh, in the Reagan campaign back in seventy five and seventy six, and during that period, um, uh, future President Reagan would talk about 
uh, how big business was uh, not the friend of the conservative movement, uh, that it was uh, sometimes on the other side of issues, uh, and that the establishment was really something that we needed to worry about. And the, the Republican Party, uh, he, he gave a speech in 1977 where he said that uh, the Republican Party should be the party of uh, the men and women who work in the factories, the cop on the beat, the farmer, people like that. And that that was his goal, to make the Republican Party like that. And then J.D. Vance comes along and with uh, Hillbilly Elegy sort of represents the uh, working class uh, people in this country and ran a campaign based on that and was successful. Well, that's interesting because I've never really heard that, Dr. Allen, that that Reagan uh, made those comments about big business because we can certainly see it today. And uh, I was around the 70s. I'm. Younger than you, but uh, I think I was eating Oreos watching Scooby-Doo at the time. But still, I knew that that a lot of times uh, that, that big business wasn't necessarily the, the friend of conservatism or the friend of Republicans. Uh, but now what we see, and I think this is an amazing trend I want to get into with you, because when I was a kid, the Democrat Party was more of the party of the of the middle class working families. But yet today, it seems like it seems like the Republicans uh, are are now appealing and speaking to middle America rather than the the elites of our society. Oh yeah, and as far as the Democratic Party walking away from working people, you know, you, you, people remember when uh, Barack Obama talked about the bitter clingers. You know, those people clinging bitterly to their guns and their religion mm-hmm. uh, in, in those parts of the country that were economically disadvantaged. Uh, and sort of ridiculing them. And uh, and, and that's how a, a lot of the even the liberal commentators, they said they, you know, that he shouldn't have said that sort of thing. And then by 2012, when he's running for reelection, uh, Thomas Edsel in The New York Times wrote about how uh, that the campaign, the reelection campaign for Obama was the first time that the Democratic Party had explicitly decided to abandon uh, what he called the white working class, but I think it applies to all working class people. And uh, so, and and one of the most amazing things that I dug up in my research was that uh, around that time, uh, some of the Democrats realized they were in trouble if they walked away from the working class. So they started a thing called the Bobby Kennedy Project. Uh, the idea being to go back to the ideals of Bobby Kennedy, who cared about working class people, and they had to abandon it hmm. because, as one of the uh, people involved said, he said uh, the cost of being involved, of being allied with those people, was just too much. That t- too many of our partners couldn't stand that uh, that the cost of uh, being allied with those working class people. Wow, <laughs> yeah. wow that's very yeah. that's very insightful. We're talking to Dr. Stephen Allen, Vice Chairman of the Conservative Caucus senior fellow at the Capitol Research Center. And in your article on J.D. Vance, Dr. Allen, you mentioned uh, you use the term populism. And populism is a term we hear a lot today. When I was studying uh, political science and getting my undergraduate political science degree, we studied populism. And and te- uh, Teddy Roosevelt was also a very well-known populist uh, president. But how would you define populism? Yeah, it really goes back to the beginning of the country. The Declaration of Independence uh, talks about, uh, you know, all men are created equal. And by men, they meant people. Uh, they didn't mean just the males. And uh, and if you read Jefferson's draft, uh, he actually talks about uh, including uh, the enslaved people in that group. He refers to them as men and refers to slavery as the execrable commerce in men and so on. So this idea of equality uh, of abolishing slavery, abolishing 
uh, aristocracy and anything else where people are sort of born into their station in life, uh, that goes back to the early days of the country. And in fact, uh, Abraham Lincoln, uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, during the period of leading up to the Civil War and during the Civil War, um, referred to, to what Jefferson had written and, and said that that was their uh, touchstone. That was the basis hmm. for what they believed. And then you saw that develop over the years. Uh, there would be various working class and small business class revolts against the establishment. You saw that in the late 1800s. Uh, and uh, uh, so there is a long populist tradition. And the amazing thing to me about how the elites deal with this today is they just they just they use the term populist as uh, basically a, almost a, a curse word. Hmm, uh, interesting. The, the American Enterprise Institute, which for many years was the conservative think tank back before there was, say, a Heritage Foundation. Uh, and yet they have an anti-populist project that they do get this in collaboration with the Center for American Progress, which is Hillary Clinton's think tank. My goodness. And they team up with them to fight the populace. Uh, so the thing we have to remember is that, you know, it, populism is part of the American tradition. It's basically equality of everybody. Uh, you know, you shouldn't be uh, uh, better, you know, seen as better than other people because of the way you're born. And then particularly uh, the interests of working class people, of small business class people who don't have a lot of political power who are being squeezed out. Because the Democratic Party has become essentially, uh, you know, the party of the very privileged people, uh, and then they rely on, you know, people and public assistance and so forth to provide them for their votes. But even that's falling apart because as people get jobs, you know, all those Hispanics were supposed to come in and vote Democrat, but then it turns out uh, these are people who like to work hard and, and advance themselves, and that and so they're starting to vote more conservative and more Republican uh, to the great chagrin of the mm-hmm. of the Democrats and the left. We're, we're talking to Dr. Stephen Allen, and Dr. Allen, you also wrote recently at, at townhall.com along the same line of 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 elitism and so forth. But you also mentioned that the Democrat Party uses class warfare, uh, and you described in detail how this this strategy of putting people in groups is really to, to done to marginalize people. But give us some examples of how Democrats do this. And we and I know you're going to give some examples that we're going to relate to because we see it so often in the mainstream media. But give us some examples. Well, uh, the, the, for obviously, race is a big thing. Uh, yes. They believe in putting people into racial categories. Uh, identity politics. So if you're in a certain race, if you're, you know, you're supposed to vote a certain way. If you're, if you're a woman, you're supposed to vote a certain way. Or if you're gay, you're supposed to vote a certain way. Uh, things that, uh, that, that, that they, they put you in those, uh, you know, in, in those notches and you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to move from there. You're not supposed to be independent in your thoughts. They get really upset. You'll notice whenever there's a political candidate who's uh, a conservative or Republican, who's African-American, uh, who's a woman, uh, who's Hispanic, that any, any group that they claim uh, to have control over, they get really upset. And they will target yes. those people uh, more than uh, someone who's not in those categories. Yeah, we, we saw that. We saw that uh, during the, the presidential campaign, whenever uh, Joe Biden said, uh, if you don't vi- if blacks don't vote for me, then you're not black. And Tim Scott had a very strong retort to that. But that not that a good example of what you just said about putting people in groups and then telling you to stay in your lane? 
Oh, yeah. You know, you you see somebody, let's say Herman Cain, for example, who ran for president. There were things that were said about him that they wouldn't have said about uh, someone who was uh, in the white category. Uh, They'll go after an African-American in ways that they won't. Uh, When when, um, uh, uh, J.C. Watts ran for Congress in Oklahoma, they dug up pictures of him when he was in high school and had an afro, and they put that in newspaper ads. The Democrats did. Uh, I had a friend who was a dark-skinned person from uh, originally from Pakistan who had served very honorably in the in a high position in the Department of Homeland Security. He runs for the legislature in Virginia, in the area where the Washington Post is the main newspaper. And uh, they ran ads uh, where they photoshopped him to look like he was trying to help people stay in the country illegally. And they made sure everybody saw his face because he was a dark-skinned mm. person. And he ended up losing by about, I think it was 150 votes or something. Would have been the first uh person of uh, his background to ever be in the Virginia legislature. And the Washington Post was fine with that. They didn't, they never commented on it. They endorsed his opponent and so on. Uh, So there's this idea among uh, elites that, you know, you just, you can't get, uh, I think some people have said off the the reservation or off the plantation, uh, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, And and you know what comes to mind there uh, is, again, I mentioned Tim Scott, and there were so many examples in this election cycle. There was a congresswoman from South Texas who is Hispanic, and she was not allowed to be, and she won in a runoff election, uh, and she wanted to be in the Congressional Hispanic Caucus, and they wouldn't let her in because yep, she was a Republican. Yep. Even though her parents were, were immigrants, she was clearly Hispanic, but the Congressional Hispanic Caucus wouldn't even allow her to be in that group. Right. And I remember back during at the height of the Tea Party movement and uh, when uh, they were accusing the Tea Party, oh, they're they're just white supremacists and so forth. Uh, in fact, I, I did a, a, a study at the time. There were 11 people who were either governors or senators who were not in the white category. And uh, of those uh, seven were Republicans, six of those were conservatives and uh, f- and five of those were actually recruited by the Tea Party to run for office. So there were more people of uh, so-called of color who were recruited by the Tea Party to run for governor or senator and got elected than there were Democrats. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Hey, we're talking to Dr. Stephen Allen. And uh, last question for you, Dr. Allen. We, we've talked about how uh, the Democrat Party is really moving away from issues that matter to most Americans. And it occurred to me uh, that right now, and this is not a made up figure, that we have between two and three million immigrants entering this country illegally every year now. And just yep. two weeks ago, the head of Homeland Security, Secretary Mayorkas, he said under oath, and I wrote down the quote, domestic violence extremism poses the most lethal and persistent terrorism related threat to our country today, unquote, even though we've got two to three million uh, illegal immigrants coming into this country every year. And he was then asked if if his definition of domestic terrorism includes Black Lives Matter organization and Antifa. And he said no. And I, I guess my question is, how does this worldview that that burning down buildings Burning down stores, a police officer was killed here in St. Louis. None of that amounts to domestic terrorism unless it's done by white male Christians. Uh, Is that an example of how the left has really left most Americans? Oh, yeah. And and the way they manipulate statistics. uh, I, I, I 
take the Ku Klux Klan very seriously. I, as a young reporter, I had to deal with the Klan, uh, and that was a, a threat. But um, right now, what they do is, and the statistics the Justice Department uses, if you were in prison and you joined a, a white gang, uh, then you're counted as a white supremacist. If you if you weren't white, and so therefore you joined a black gang or an Asian gang or a Hispanic gang, whatever it was, then that doesn't count. That's not considered a racially based organization. So that's mm. so then you get out of prison, and of course you commit crimes, and then they can say it's a white supremacist group. They they manipulate statistics all over the place like that in order to create this impression uh, that there's this so, so, so-called domestic threat. And it, but if you ask them, I mean, I. I Again, I take it very seriously. If somebody is uh, any kind of threat, any kind of violence, uh, uh, promotes any kind of violence, but if you ask them, please name me these people, tell me who these attacks are, and then they can't do it. They can't. They name a few, and then they it just peters out because they're mainly making this up uh, and they're exaggerating it. Because then they can say to well, you know, African Americans, well, you have to vote for us because we're protecting you from the great white supremacist conspiracy that's only you know one election away from taking over the country. Yeah, we we've heard that a lot here right before the midterms. Uh, we've been talking to Dr. Stephen Allen, Vice Chairman of the Conservative Caucus and Senior Fellow at the Capital Research Center. Uh, Dr. Allen, if people want to follow your articles and read what you write online, how can they follow you? Uh, one thing you can do, I have a Substack, so it's Dr. Stephen J. Allen. Substack. Com. Doctor D R S T E V E N J A L L E N, and uh, or come to the Conservative Caucus, and you can sign up and uh, get uh, get our materials. We're building a grassroots organization around the country, uh, and uh, we're we're planning on being in all uh, every congressional district in America by the time of the next. Uh, uh, presidential election, and, and that's going to take a lot of work. But we've got to do it because uh, we saw from this last election that organization is more important than ever in uh, turning people out to vote uh, in today's environment, you know, early voting and absentee voting and so on. So that's what we're dedicated to at the Conservative Caucus. Very good. Hey, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us here on X St. Louis. Great to be with you. Great to talk to you, sir. Hey, I want to open up the phone lines I've got some other topics to get to this evening, uh, but what do you think about this idea that that the Democrat Party has left middle America? Uh, and I could give you countless examples of folks that I know that are in academia, who are well-educated, who are clearly in that elitist category, and they tell me all the time, well, this country would be better if nobody could vote. And I'm like, what? I mean, I've heard this from multiple, multiple, multiple of my liberal friends. Uh, that they think the country would be better if you couldn't vote. And to me, that's just that's just astounding. But I do want to open the phone lines, 314-436-7900. We are at your service here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You've been 
seeing the, the, the China lockdown news over the last couple of days, to, to me, I think this is truly a revolutionary moment. If, if you were around during the Tiananmen Square episode where the, the tanks were rolling and this, this one guy stands in front of a tank to keep the tank from moving. I mean, the world gasped at that because everyone assumed if it's China, the, the tank's just going to roll over the dude. I mean, it's not going to stop, but it did stop. It was the power of one person over an authoritarian regime. And there was some, it brought about some real change for a short period of time. And of course, because the entire concept of, of Chinese government is authoritarian rule, it, it wasn't lasting. And truly, right now, the, the Chinese leader, uh, Xi Jinping, he models himself after Mao Zedong and certainly of all of the Soviet leaders to have absolute control. I mean, he sees himself truly as, an, as, a, as a dictator over the country. And it's not a, it's not a stretch. I mean, he's the, the election, I think he got 110 percent of the vote last time they had an election. So, um, so he, he does act like and is an authoritarian dictator. And yet we're seeing these lockdowns in China and the people rising up, yearning for freedom. And not just not just because they want to go to work, but they want to be free. And so many of those people who have been interviewed, brave people, have, have said that. They want, they want Xi Jinping to, to resign. They want to be free. They want to live in freedom, not in control. And I, I just applaud them. And I think that, that, uh, uh, that this is a great example of how the human spirit yearn, yearns to be free. And if you read and study, as, as I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time reading many, many books about the, the American Revolution. You see that same zeal to be free from the grips of an authoritarian government. And it's baked into our Constitution. It's baked into our Declaration of Independence. And, uh, and I see that same spirit happening now. Of course, the authoritarian government in China is has, is in a much better position to to stamp out and crack down on the people of China uh, because it took the king of England months to get a ship over here. So obviously the, the the circumstances are vastly different, but still it's great to see people yearning for freedom, and uh, and the and the crackdown the crackdown crackdown is amazing. But I also think there's another lesson for us to learn from what we're seeing in China right now. And that is the response of government to people who want to be free. Now, what do I mean by that? The Wall Street Journal, I read this in the Wall Street Journal today, uh, that protesters are using encrypted apps. There's, a, there's an app called uh, Telegram that they're using to organize and to start these group chats and to, to, to do uh, what we've seen here in this country with protests, where you organize uh, you you uh, coordinate it with other people, and then you can show up at places uh, without having to advertise it publicly. And the government, though, is using tools to to try to crack down on that, and they're doing two things in particular. Number one, if you have a phone in China, it's not safe. Okay, it's simply not. The government can have access to your phone, so they're using these apps like the people are using these apps like Telegram because. Once you close that app, even the government can't read it because it's encrypted. But right now, and we saw we saw some video uh, today and yesterday 
where government officials were grabbing protesters in the street. It's all on video. And they were forcing them to show their phones to see if their phones had apps on there that the government deems to be improper. And it reminded, it reminds me that, that in the absence of security, that a totalitarian government has complete control over what you say, what you think, and what you do. That's why, and if you've heard me on this show for any length of time, I've been a very, very strong critic of the Biden administration trying to control social media. Because it doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. It doesn't matter whether you're on the right or on the left. It doesn't matter if it's Biden controlling the social media or Trump trying to control the social media. Either way, we don't want our government controlling what we say, what we think, and what we do. We don't want that. And we're seeing the effects of that type of totalitarian mindset, worldview, paradigm from a government when the government wants to control the apps that you use and to control whom you meet with. That's why in our in our uh, Bill of Rights, we have the freedom of association. We don't have that in China. You get together, you're going to get arrested. Uh, and we can see why, literally why, in real time, why the framers of our Constitution baked in freedom of speech, freedom of press, freedom of association. And yes, I know the left doesn't want to hear this, but yes, even the Second Amendment. Because if you look at what the framers wrote about the Second Amendment, they weren't saying that you have the right to own a gun so you could hunt squirrels and rabbits. It was to have protection against a potentially totalitarian government. And of course, today we say, well, what's a rifle going to do? But the point is, is that if you have some way to protect yourself, it makes it less easy for the government to control you. Imagine if if uh, if the government in China had to worry about protesters in China having guns, we would see a much different response when you've got thousands of people showing up in the streets to protest for freedom. The Chinese police don't have to worry about the the masses having guns, but if they did, it might be a different result. Uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, the Wall Street Journal chronicled that a 19-year-old college student reported that he was summoned by the local police to come in for questioning. And the whole point was, was to, he had to show his phone. He had to show whom he texted. He had to show who he texted with, who he exchanged messages with. And if he didn't do it, he was going to be put in prison. Now, you can sit there right now and say, oh, that would never happen here. That would never happen here. But would it? I mean, we have a government who just in this calendar year created something called the disinformation uh, branch of the of the Department of Homeland Security in order to fight against people who had a difference of opinion. And to me, that is scary because of what we're seeing right now in China. Because my concern is, what could it do here? And there was a story, I'm going to make this quick, but there was an incident that happened here in the United States about a decade ago. There was a, a killer and a potential terrorist who had information on his cell phone. And the federal government, doesn't matter who was president at the time, it's irrelevant. But the federal government was pressuring Apple to, at the time to create a backdoor software fix so that the government could break into this guy's cell phone because it was encrypted. 
break into his iPhone to find out if he had coordinated with other people about doing any terrorist activities. And a lot of conservatives were all for this. A lot of Republicans were for this, saying, well, if it's going to stop crime, then we need to do it. And I was out there saying, no, no, no. Even if it's to designed to stop him from coordinating a criminal activity or a terrorist attack, we can't have the government having access to encrypted information because the damage it will do will far outweigh the limited benefit that may occur from this single occurrence. And Apple refused. And the government took him to court. And Apple's position was, is that you cannot, government, force us to write software code to create a backdoor for you to in, to break into our cell phones because doing so would violate the First Amendment freedom of speech. You cannot force me to write computer code simply because you tell me to do it. And the courts agreed with Apple. And I was I was proud of Apple because it takes guts to stand up and say, yeah. I know this guy could have communicated with with a, a terrorist, and therefore, uh, but we're not going to we're not going to do what you say. Well, ultimately, the government hired an Israeli hacking company to hack into this guy's iPhone, and they looked at it. There, there was nothing there. But in the event Apple would have kowtowed to the government, then the next time the government said, "Oh, we got an emergency here. We need you to once again hack into people's cell phones," and then it would become commonplace. Then it would become the norm. And then we have what we see here where the government is saying if you use certain apps to communicate with other people, you are going to jail, which is what we're seeing right now in China. So, yeah, we're not where China is, and I'm not suggesting we are. I'm simply suggesting that China right now is a model of what we could become if we stop valuing the freedoms that our forefathers died to protect. Hey, we're going to take a break here because I'm getting a high sign from from uh, Matt Pajeski, who needs this break to pay his salary. So when we come back, we've got the last segment here on At Your Service. Don't go away. As you well know, during my day, uh, my day job, my law firm, Harris Dow Fisher & Young, uh, I do legal work during the day, but I, it always amazes me. And, I, and I'm always entertained by bogus, weird lawsuits. So I, I saw this today, and this is something that you can relate to if you've ever made Kraft Velveeta macaroni and cheese. Now, I'm not, I'm not making this up, but a Florida woman has filed a, a I mean, it's $5 million lawsuit alleging $5 million in damages because if you look on the side, and, and I looked at this today, we have this in the Brad Young cupboard at home in the kitchen, uh, Velveeta shells and cheese. So if you look at this, on the side of the box, it says ready in three and a half minutes. Well, it turns out that the three and a half minutes is simply the time it takes to boil the the macaroni. That's that doesn't take into consideration the time it takes to bring the water up to boil, the time it takes to open the package, the time it takes to stir in the cheese, and so the the total time from when you start to finish might be closer to seven or eight minutes. But it says on the box, ready in three and a half minutes. So she's filed a five million 
lawsuit claiming damages and asking for class action status. Well, obviously, this is a frivolous, frivolous lawsuit. Um, But here's what I think is interesting about this. And that is that the attorney who she hired and really just so you know, the behind the scenes way these things work is that attorneys who do this kind of work, not me, but they they dream up ideas for how to to sue, and then they look for plaintiffs to to use as the plaintiff, and so they can file the lawsuit. That's how this is done. And in a lot of publications, uh, attorneys will actually advertise and say, "Has this happened to you? If so, call us." And it's not just if you've been injured in an accident, but very specific advertisements. And I'm I don't know for sure. But I expect and suspect that that's what happened here, because the lawyer that that filed this lawsuit, according to uh, NPR, files at least three lawsuits per week on these consumer complaints, these consumer complaints like this, which is so that it only takes three and a half minutes to actually boil the macaroni. But because this is ready in three and a half minutes, they're going to file a lawsuit. And uh, he's prolific at doing this. In fact, he filed over 100 lawsuits uh, alleging that that soy milk isn't really milk. And he fi- he's, he's filed lawsuits that vanilla products, you're at the store and it says vanilla, that it's, it's actually synthetic vanilla. So he filed a class action lawsuit. And obviously he makes money. He makes money at this or he wouldn't keep doing it. And he's very successful. Uh, but my favorite... This is my one of my favorite lawsuits of all time was filed by this guy. When I say favorite, I mean ridiculous. Not that I'm encouraging it because it's absurd. It costs you money. It costs all of us money. But he filed a lawsuit against Kellogg alleging that they misrepresent that the strawberry in Pop-Tarts is doesn't have is not 100% strawberry. Like who thought there was any fruit in there anyway? I mean, the stuff is chemicals, right? And that's why we love it. Uh, and he filed a lawsuit uh, uh, saying, well, it's not really 100% strawberry. It's really a lot of apples that are in there. So I'm filing a lawsuit. Uh, and and most of these are settled. And that's unfortunate, too. But I, I represent companies that get sued. Uh, I represent employers who, who get sued in employment cases, uh, whether it's workers' compensation, ADA, FMLA, any type of discrimination of any kind, I represent employers in those types of lawsuits as as my firm does as well, my entire law firm. And so I see these kind of cases on a daily basis. And as, in fact, I wrote a client just yesterday. Unfortunately, cases do not go away for zero dollars and zero cents. They don't. So if a company is looking at saying, do I want to pay the lawyers $50,000 to, to fight this or if I could pay the plaintiff $10,000 to settle it, that makes financial sense. And they do it every single day. And even though this case is preposterous and ridiculous, probably going to get some money for it. Yes, they're going to get money because it takes longer than three and a half minutes to make Kraft macaroni and cheese. And they're going to get money for it, which is crazy. But that's America. That's economics. 
And that's how it works. Hey, coming up in the next hour, I've got some stories about marijuana. I've got some stories about bank robbers. And I've got some other big ideas to discuss because that's what we do here on At Your Service. Brad Young in for another hour on Camo X. Don't go away. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.